Is the change in leadership for National, Todd Muller, is it a game changer for National? It is. Now, how big a game changer, we'll find out when the election's held. But I think this removes all of the questions that were plaguing them about leadership and were they going to go with Simon Bridges or not. I think it changes the game in terms of the dynamic between uh, Todd Muller and Jacinda Ardern, what people's relative expectations are. And as I say, whether that's going to be enough to overturn the deficit that the polls are showing, time will tell. But it certainly heralds, I think, a much closer race than seemed likely. Before, when I heard that the, the leadership change was, uh, when the challenge was happening, my initial reaction was like, if they're going to, th- if they think they're going to win the election with uh, about four months away with someone no one's ever heard of, they're dreaming. And then I sort of changed my mind after I saw him speak for the first time. What have you had a similar sort of journey in in, in terms of the way you would have viewed a leadership change then and now? Well, I've known Todd Muller for probably 25 years on and off, and um, his success doesn't surprise me. The timing, I think, is surprising. Although, go back three years, uh, six weeks before the election, the Labour Party changed its leadership, and the rest is history. So, you know, conventional wisdom would say this is suicide doing it this close to the election, but Labour proved last time round that actually that norm's out the window now, and I think Muller will be hoping for a little bit of the same sort of pixie dust to um, flow his way, and uh, then it's all on. How do you think uh, Labour in particular, how do you think Jacinda, what's your prediction for the way Jacinda Ardern will herald this change? Well, I think she'll be cautious for a while to find out exactly where he's coming from. Bridges' post did quite a contrast. He was an aggressive terrier, and he was sort of a bit out of step, really, with where people are at the moment. Muller looks as though he's more in tune with that, which I think will in turn influence the type of campaign that both Labour and Ardern will have to run. I don't think they can go after him in quite the same way as they might have intended. But on the other hand, they might sort of harbour the, the Todd who or, you know, how can you vote for someone you don't know anything about line. So it will be interesting to see, but I suspect they'll take a week or two just to sort that out and see where he's positioned himself in the meantime. So it's no secret that he had leadership aspirations, but how much do you think this had been in the planning for him or was this really just a crazy week where it was like, oh, my gosh, we've got to do this now? It looks as though this had been planned for some considerable time. I mean, he had quite a sophisticated operation in terms of people, people working for him and the teams they were split into. But I think the timing took them by surprise, partly the polls earlier in the week and partly also when Simon Bridges said, well, I'm aware there's a challenge, so we'll have a vote on Friday. So I think he, he had to face the call, do we put it all on hold or do we go for it? And he chose to go for it and obviously it worked for him. Do you think, um, people sort of had a crack at Simon Bridges for calling them out, which I still think, I mean, whether he would have lost anyway, was it the right thing for him to, to call out his challenges and bring it to a head? I think it was. I mean, I think he, he for a moment there, stole the advantage. Uh, for, for most of Thursday it was, wasn't it, but where there was speculation that the challenger might be Muller, and Muller staying quiet, it did look as though they'd been caught on the hop. Now, we now know that, of course, they were away planning and organising during that time, but I think it did give Bridges a bit of an advantage temporarily. Uh, But I think even his comment after the event where he said he was sort of disappointed but in a way relieved, I think he sort of knew the game was up. And I think this was a... a, a, While he would never voluntarily stand out, stand down rather, this was almost a sort of a way of getting out gracefully. Nikki Kay described Todd Muller as uh, one of the most decent... In fact, I think she said the most decent man she's uh, ever known. Um, And yet people are also working themselves up around the fact that he has a MAGA hat. What can you tell us about Todd Muller? Well, the Todd Muller that I know is a decent, uh, very honourable person. I think he's a well-thought-through person. He doesn't rush into things. He's quite a a laid-back character in that sense, so he's got a good temperament for the job. 
I think the the, the Trump cap thing is a is a bit of a side issue. Probably not all that popular to have it on prominent display, but really it's not the thing you decide who's the Prime Minister on. What about Nikki Kay? There's been a suggestion that I've heard over the years that, that she could have just as easily been in the Labour Party as in the National Party. You're someone who, who's clearly a centrist and, and, and could go both ways with regards to National or Labour. Do you see that in her? Yes, I do. And I, I've got a very high regard for Nikki. I think she's a very capable and able person, and I'm delighted to see her now having overcome her health issues take up a role of the seniority. But she is very much that urban liberal in the centre of New Zealand politics. I think it suits her electorate. And it provides a very good balance to the socially conservative, economically responsible uh, Todd Muller. So you've got the, the caring, compassionate urban liberal with a background in education and social issues, uh, with a law degree as well, of course. And then the, uh, the, 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 the more business-oriented uh, leader in Todd Muller. It's a very good balance. They've got to be seen to gel publicly. And then they've got to go out and inspire both their own party and ultimately the country. So what, if you were advising them, or just to a prediction anyway, what do you think they should be messaging in the next week or two? Because a week is a long, long time at the moment in COVID-19 as politics. We know, as we know. Yeah. I think the line that Todd Muller started to put out on Friday about uh, Labor's done a good job in terms of managing the crisis and in terms of managing the health issues around it, now it's time to manage the recovery and nationalist party with the track record on that. That, that message, I think, is, is the one he's got to stick to because I don't think he can afford to let, let from purely political terms, let Labour play the COVID-19 crisis card right through until election time. He's got to be able to draw a line under that and say, look, you did that really, really well, but this is the next bit of the job and we're basically better suited to do it. And if he can stick to that line, then I think he's got good prospects. If Labour, on the other hand, can keep playing we still have an emergency on our hands. We still need to be doing the sorts of things we're doing. And I think all of the goodwill that the Prime Minister has built up over the last uh, few weeks will solidify around her. So one of the things in opposition is that you obviously have to oppose. But one of the problems for Bridges was that he seemed, in my opinion, to lack sincerity because he just constantly opposed everything, even if the public thought it was, broadly speaking, a good idea. Do you think that that was one of the issues for him as, as far as his bad polling? I think part of the problem with him was even when he tried to be constructive, he looked negative. He looked grumpy. He looked a little bit as though he wasn't quite in tune with what was happening. I think someone who um, has a, perhaps a more laid-back approach, a less intense approach, and a more um, sort of, I was going to say quiet, but not, I don't mean that in a silent sense, but sort of a reasoned manner in terms of public presentation is what's needed. And I think Muller's opening line of saying, look, you know, the, the government's done some things really well, but they've done some some things very poorly, is the sort of approach people are looking for right now. As you said at the beginning, COVID-19 has been a game changer politically, both in terms of uh, the impact, but also in terms of uh, the way in which politicians have to react. So, look, I think most people would um, agree that this will lead to a positive change in fortunes for National. Can they win the election? Well, I think they can. I think it's still a mighty big ask. But just consider this for a minute. If, let's just say some aspects of the polls hold true. Let's assume the gap between National and Labour narrows. And on the basis of the TV1 poll during the week, both New Zealand First and the Greens miss out making it back. Then by the time you recalculate the wasted vote, National and Act are in with a very good chance. Even if just um, New Zealand First falls out, it still narrows the gap and makes it much more possible. Now, having said that and achieving that are two different things. And I think the challenge for Todd Muller now is having got over the hump of 
yes, we can do it, to now prove that they can do it. And uh, then yeah. he's got four months. That's going to be a mighty big challenge for him. I'd still yeah. say the odds play heavily with Labour. When it comes to uh, relationships outside of National, of course, it seems that he's he might be in the, um, I don't know if you call it a privileged position, but he's he, he he's not against Winston, and he's, he's someone who maybe even the Greens thinks uh, maybe not be the devil. No, and I think long term, the Greens would be the better bet. I think from the point of view of the Greens survival, if they could be seen to be the swing party between National and Labour, that would be good for them. I don't really see anything positive in trying to rebuild the relationship with New Zealand First. It's very unreliable. Uh, and the fact is that any negotiations with New Zealand First in post-election talks are always on New Zealand First's terms, not on the terms of the major party leading the negotiations. Yeah. And if the major party can't establish its authority right at the beginning, as Labour wasn't able to do, uh, then very clearly during the term of the government, you know they're not going to be doing what they want, but rather what New Zealand First will let them. So I think from that point of view, uh, the Greens would be a much better bet. They're much more constructive, uh, much more reasonable. And I think they've got to make a big call at some stage.